0: Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Hey, welcome back. It's episode 147, and I have a squeaky chair. (laughs) I have to sit still in this. Hi, you guys. Listen, today I'm talking about Widow Thought Errors and you're probably thinking, what Joanne, what, thought errors? Let me explain. To me, a thought error is when we are thinking something that absolutely does not serve us and we don't even notice that we're thinking it. Or we think it and don't know that we have a choice to think something differently because our thoughts are always optional right? We go through life. I went through most of my life thinking. I was like at the mercy of my own thinking. Oh my goodness. No, no. Our thoughts are just little programs playing in our mind. They're not even really who we are. It's just that little voice in our head, right? And it's optional what thoughts you want to focus on, what thoughts you want to believe, what thoughts you don't want to believe. Does that sound weird? But it's true. It's true. Your brain lies to you sometimes, (laughs) i know mine does when i do thought downloads sometimes i see things that my brain is telling me and when i look at it written down on a piece of paper i go but that's not true oh my gosh that's not true isn't it funny it's just this programming. Most of the thoughts in our brain are thoughts that we've had our whole life, they just keep bouncing around and repeating or their thoughts or beliefs that were instilled in us when we were little kids and we just never questioned them. So that's why I love, love, love life coaching so much. And I love teaching people how to coach themselves, how to begin to look at their own thinking to actually create the life that you want, because we can do that. It's a cool thing. So, but let's talk about these widow thought errors. The first thought error I want to discuss is um, blaming someone for your spouse's death, whether you're blaming your spouse, blaming yourself, blaming doctors, blaming another driver, Placing blame for your spouse's death does nothing to make you feel better. It does nothing to move your life forward in any meaningful way. It does nothing to give meaning to your spouse's death, right? When we think things like... um Oh, so many of us, after our spouse dies, we think there's things that we should have done differently. Like maybe if I had done this, then he wouldn't have died. Maybe if we had just done something that way, he wouldn't have died. Maybe if I had pressed his doctors harder on something, he wouldn't have died. And then we feel guilty about those kind of thoughts, right? We, we like do this whole downward spiral of guilt and depression when There is no way to second-guess yourself ever, and guilt does not serve you. There is nothing to feel guilty for. For sure, we all at every moment in our life make decisions and do things to the best of our ability with the knowledge we have at that time, right? It's true. So guilt doesn't serve you right? Blaming others doesn't serve you. I mean, how does that feel? If you are blaming, placing blame on someone else for your husband's death, even if you say, well, Joanne, they are to blame. Maybe so, but dwelling on that, does that feel good in any way? No, no. So placing blame, especially if you're placing it with yourself, If you are second guessing yourself, you don't want to do that. It's nothing, it changes nothing. There's no way you can reach back into the past, even if that past was one day ago, and change it. So it's kind of just a loss. (laughs) It's just, it's a loss. And if you are piling on guilt and pain in addition to that, it's not serving you. It's not serving you. Now, the next thought error, and yeah, y'all may disagree with me a lot on this, but I tell you, I now with hindsight can look back and think about all the times right after Jim died that I thought I was okay. I'm okay. I got this. I'm going to get through this. Right? Even like a few weeks. The first few weeks after he died, I was thinking, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this, right? And then I got six months out and the fog started to lift. And I looked back at those six months and went, whoa, I really wasn't okay. (laughs) I really was not okay, but I'll be okay now. I've got this. I can do this. And again, I was lying to myself, right? Because... As I got to the one-year mark, I could look back and see how I was not okay. We tell ourselves, we want to tell ourselves we're going to be okay. We want to tell ourselves we've got this, right? But there are so many internal storms, I, you know, and so much that we're dealing with. We don't got this And it's okay to reach out for help. We don't have to be strong women all the time. I know it. I know it. I lived my life as a strong woman. No, I don't need help with this. I can lift this thing. I can put my luggage up in the overhead on the plane. I don't need help. Truth is, sometimes you need help. Sometimes you're not okay. And it's okay that you're not okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Remember that book? It's like, I'm not okay and you're not okay and all of that's okay. <laughs> You're not okay. Don't lie to yourself. The most, the thing that fascinates me most with what I do, and you know, as a widow coach and training widow coaches, and then I see widows out there who think, or who say like, you know, I don't need uh, to talk to a widow coach because I've got this. And I think to myself, you know, even before your husband died, you probably could have used some life coaching. I am such a firm believer in life coaching and I understand from the inside what this can do for, for someone, what it does, how it can change your life, how it can help you build your best life. And the truth is for most of us, even before our husbands died, we could have used a life coach in our life. We could have used spending 10 weeks working with a life coach to just level up our life, to really understand how our thoughts and our minds work, to get to know ourselves. So when I look at a widow, someone whose husband's been dead for four months, six months, a year, three years, four years, and they're saying, I don't I don't need a coach. I don't need to, t- to hire a coach. And I think to myself, oh yes, you do. We all do. And it is the most most worthwhile investment you'll ever make. And this is not a money pitch for me, you, you all. I do not do one-on-one coaching anymore. I have not for the last few years because I've been teaching the coaching program. My mission now is to train widows in life coaching skills and certify them as widow coaches so that they are out there to help other widows, right? When I started doing this, I was the only professionally certified coach in the country who was specializing in working with widows. I was the first actual certified widow coach. (laughs) And I realized I was not going to be able to coach all of you. There's like 20 million widows in the United States, roughly. So it's okay if you're not okay. And you're going to tell yourself you're okay. You're going to think you're okay. But the I think the real growth comes when you begin to realize, you know what? I'm not okay. It would be really great to learn how to deal with my emotions, right? To deal with emotions without turning to food or shopping or binge watching things on Netflix or drinking or whatever, whatever way you cover your emotions. i like, this is like an addiction pattern. And I know, cause for me it's eating, right? I used to eat down my emotions to the point that I didn't even know what I was feeling anymore because I would just like cover it up with food right away. If I was feeling stressed, I would eat. If I was feeling bored, I would eat. It was my way of not having to feel uncomfortable emotions. But the truth is, there's no emotion that you cannot handle feeling. I've learned that. It took me going through grief to learn that. But I began to feel like, oh my gosh, after I have felt these things that I felt in that first year after Jim died, boy, I can feel anything, right? I can take it. Embarrassment? I can go embarrass myself. It's not a problem. And the truth is, once you learn that, like nothing holds you back. Nothing will hold me back. It's why I'm able to do what I do. So I have the guts to come on here and talk to you guys in this podcast. Because I think if I embarrass myself on my podcast, oh, well, I've been embarrassed before. I lived through it. So fear of embarrassing myself doesn't prevent me from doing this podcast. And thank God, because over the years, I have heard from thousands of widows, you know, saying, I've listened to your podcast. It's helped me so much. Boy, I love to hear that. That's my energy, right? Makes it all worthwhile sticking with this podcasting week after week, year after year. It's worth it if I know it's helping. So, yeah, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to look for help. It's okay to reach out to a certified widow coach. And there's quite a few of them out there now because I have trained them and certified them. If you talk to someone and she's certified with and the Life Coach, LLC, she was specifically trained as a widow coach to help you. What else? Oh, the thought, I can't do this alone right how many times have you thought that like how am I going to do this all by myself now especially for younger widows who have kids at home like you didn't bargain to be a single parent but all of a sudden you are and you feel like I just can't do this alone truth is you can you can do this alone right Truth is, it doesn't always have to be alone. Ask for help. It goes back to telling yourself, I'm okay. Maybe you're not okay. So ask for help. Don't wait for someone to offer help. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Do... <laughs> As a widow, I'm here to tell you, you don't, you're not going to hear that many honest offers to help. You have to ask. And when you ask, people will show up, step up. They do right? You don't want to abuse it for every little thing. You don't want to run to your neighbor and say, come change a light bulb for me. But for the big things, you can ask for help. For so many big things, like you're just going to want to just lay down and quit. I know I have felt that way. But you're going to cope. You're going to cope the best way you can. And you're going to teach yourself how to do things that your spouse used to do. Oh my gosh, go back to my early episodes. I I don't know which ones I talked about it in, but I talked about my snowblower, talked about my snowblower, I think in my book Widowed, I talked about the snowblower. It was my, I can't do this alone thing. And I knew that I needed to, right? That's what was in my mind was I can't risk being stuck in this house by a blizzard, And in the northeast, if it drops like three, four feet of snow and you don't get it cleared out, that snow's gonna be there for months. You will be trapped. And I knew I could like hire people to come shovel my snow you know pay people to clear the snow for me but I also knew like I can't just assume that they're always going to show up I have to be able to clear the snow myself I have to at least know that I could do it I have to at least do it once with my snowblower and I could not figure out how to start that snowblower I'm telling you this went on through an entire winter you will go get my book you will read my saga of the snowblower blower. You can do things on your own. You can do so much more on your own than you ever imagined. I recently just bought a um, a little sideboard for my dining room in my new house here. I had to buy it because it is such a perfect match for the house. I saw this thing and it was like it looks like it was custom designed for here. It even blends with the kitchen cabinets and everything else. So I finally pulled the trigger, bought it, said I, you know, I may not need the extra storage space or sideboard space right now, but how can I pass this up? It's a perfect match. So I ordered it and it came in a bazillion pieces. You know how so much furniture that we buy now, it's not just brought in and one huge piece. I've got to learn to go to furniture stores again because this is a drag. When a box shows up with a 100 different pieces you're going to put together. And the upshot was that it was not easy to put together because it's not one of those lightweight, flimsy kind of pieces of furniture. This is like, honest to God, heavy, solid furniture. And that was the hard part. It's not that it was difficult to follow the instructions to put it together. What was difficult is that it was heavy. And I kept having to like lay the whole piece down, pick the whole piece back up on its legs again, you know, lay it down flat now the other way to put the door glass doors on the front. And it took me a couple days to put that thing together. And there were a couple times that I just wanted to throw myself down on the floor and say, I can't do this alone You know, the little instruction sheet even said it was a two-person job. (laughs) Here I am all by myself building this stupid cabinet. Do you know what? I took my time with it. It got built. And it's gorgeous. And it's perfect. And I absolutely love it. And the upshot, I've ordered new furniture for my offices here for Joanne the Life Coach and Widow Coaching Center. And most of that furniture is coming Knock down, KD. I'm going to have to build it or hire someone to build it. I may hire someone to build some of this. I got the new office chair. I put that together, um, but we'll see. We'll see how heavy the pieces are for the new desks and the, the filing cabinets and the printer stands and bookshelves and all that. Um, but if you tell yourself, I can't do this a- alone, then you're gonna prevent yourself from doing anything alone. You have to believe in yourself. And my clients, my widow clients who believed in themselves and went ahead and tried some things on their own and they surprised themselves at what they're capable of learning to do and doing. Things that their husband always took care of and now they can, right? So don't hold yourself back with that and watch it because your brain will still tell you that. That's the thing, you guys. It's like, it's not your fault that you think that. And please, any of these, don't take it as, it's my my fault, oh, she's saying it's my fault. No, our brains tell us this. It's like this little thing that fires in our head that says, I can't do this alone. I have to do this all by myself. I can't do this alone. Watch for your brain doing that. Just notice it and say, like, oh, I see you there, brain. I see what you're saying, But nope, we're going to tackle it. And you know, if I get halfway through and I can't complete it, then I'll just have to find some help. But I can, I can do a lot. We can do a lot on our own. What else? Oh, this one, you know, I hear so many widows who tell me, um, I'll never, I'll never have another man in my life again. I'm married to my husband in heaven and I will be to my death. And, you know, I used to think about that and think, wow, you know, they just really don't want to ever even think about another man in their life again. And at first I couldn't either first couple of years, it was like the last thing in my mind, you know, and I would even, you, you all know, I talk out loud to my dead husband. I know I do. (laughs) And I used to even tell Jim, I would say it out loud, you know, like what makes you think after you that I would want to deal with anybody else again, because that's how we talk to each other. (laughs) But, um, the more I heard it, the more I began to hear the words behind that thought. And here's what those words sounded like. I'm not as cute as I was when he met me and fell in love with me. I'm not in my early 20s. I'm not this little cutie pie. I've, I've gotten older. I've got a few wrinkles. I've got a few scars. I've gained weight. Who is going to fall in love with me like that? They will have never have seen me when I was like in my cute 20s or beautiful and in my 30s, right? We think we are damaged now by the years and that no one will ever love us the way our husbands loved us because they didn't know us back then. That is the underlying thing that I would hear. It's not that I don't want to ever feel love again. It's like, I don't think anybody will love me the way he loved me. And that's not necessarily true, you guys. Listen, falling in love is probably one of the most amazing experiences in our lives, right? And we, I'm, maybe your husband was your first and last love, could be, but I'll tell you, I was falling in love with people from the time I was like in grade school. I think I was in love with the Beatles, I was in love with Ringo Starr, um, Don't laugh at me. It's true. You know, you have all those high school crushes. And, you know, I had boyfriends in high school that I was just head over heels with. And it always just felt wonderful, awful and wonderful all at the same time to have a crush on somebody to fall in love and when I fell in love with my husband and he fell in love with me that was like the the most amazing experience ever right when you fall in love like all these good feeling chemicals explode in your brain and flood through your body and it's just amazing so listen if you have a chance at that again you would be crazy to pass that up, right? If you have the chance to love somebody like that again, wow, how amazing would that be? And stop judging yourself. Stop judging what the years have done because I have to tell you, I'm 65 years old. I don't mind sharing it with you all. I'm 65 now. I've got some wrinkles, I've got quite a few scars, I've got extra pounds. No, I am not the adorable, cute little thing with the long blonde hair that I used to be. But I tell you what, I am pretty freaking amazing. (laughs) I am amazing. I am lovely. I don't look like my mom did in her 60s or my grandmother did in her 60s. I think we age differently now, right? This is not my mom's 65 years old. This is my 65 years old. And I even have days where I look in the mirror and I go, Dang, you look hot, girl, <laughs> right? Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't think that the years have taken a toll and you've aged and nobody's going to, you know, find you attractive again. It's not true. It's not true. You are worthy. This is what I teach my students. It starts with talking to them about finding their life's purpose. And I tell them, you were born with purpose. The purpose, your life's purpose is to be who you are and to live and experience a life. Just being here on this planet is your purpose. You have purpose. When we come into this world, we are born worthy of this world. That's why we're here. We are born 100% worthy, 100% lovable, and nothing changes that. Not anything anybody says to you or does to you, nobody else can take the worthiness out of your soul. It is just there, right? So you are 100% worthy. You're worthy of happiness. You're worthy of love. Whether you have love again with another man or just love your friends or learn to love yourself. You are worthy of that kind of love. Right? So don't compromise your worth know your worth. Your spirit is not damaged. You are not in any way broken. You're not in any way used goods, quote unquote. You are an amazing human being, 100% worthy, living your purpose on this planet as a human being. So know your own worth. Know that you could fall in love again. Maybe not. I've often joked if I'm going to fall in love again, he's going to have to like trip over my front porch because I'm usually in my offices working, (laughs) not out there in the world looking for somebody. But it could happen. And if it did, I would welcome it. Would I want the man to move into my house with me? That's another question. I don't know if I can give up closet space at this point. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Listen to the thoughts you are telling yourself as a widow. Notice if they're serving you or not. What does your thinking hold you back from? Don't think that you are somehow to blame For your husband's death, or that you should have done things differently in the week leading up to his death, or in the months leading up to his death. Don't lie to yourself that you're okay and you've got this, or that you have to be okay. You have to say, I've got this. Ooh, I have to be strong, example. It's okay. You don't have to be okay. You can go find some help. Don't think you can't do things alone you can. Some things I've discovered I really love doing alone. You know what? Going to the movies in a movie theater, it kind of was daunting at first because like people go to movies in groups and in pairs. And, you know, I felt a little self-conscious walking up and buying a ticket for one. But here's the thing. If you're all by yourself in the movie, you get to just watch the movie and get into it. There's nobody who's going to whisper in your ear or say, hold this for me while I go to the bathroom. (laughs) All right, you get to just enjoy the movie. And once you're inside the movie and the lights go down, nobody cares if you're there by yourself or not. They don't even see you anymore, right? So there's some things doing them alone actually have pluses. Don't think you will never be loved again. Don't count yourself out. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how many kids you have. I don't care how many pounds you've gained. Do not count yourself out. Right? Know that you are not damaged in any way. Learn to love yourselves. So, get ready because we are heading into a new year. I'm going to be doing a podcast for the new year. I'm going to talk to you about reviewing your past year and how to take on this new decade that we're looking at like gangbusters. Let's make 2020 our year for sure. And in January, 2020, I'm starting a new cycle of the widow coaches class. That's widow coach certification training with me. If you're interested, email me. I'm Joanne, J-O-A-N-N at Joannethelifecoach.com. Drop me an email. We can jump on the phone together so I can answer any questions you have about it. And we'll see if it's something that's a good fit for you to do. Okay meanwhile pay attention to the thought you're telling yourself get out there and find some joy in your day all right i'll talk to you all next time bye